Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we have some crazy stories of nuclear revenge. First, we have, best friend stole my girlfriend, so I stole his spot on the basketball team. I've always thought that the only thing is sacred is the bond of family, is the bond of friendship. It's something that you should never mess with because, for some people, their friends are even closer to them than their family. Friends are people you can trust in your life. They're the ones that know all your deep, dark secrets. Secrets you can't tell anyone else for fear of judgment, or maybe it's because it's illegal. They know everything about you, your likes and dislikes, your fears, what makes you happy and what doesn't, your strengths and weaknesses, everything. This is why you have to be very careful when making friends. There are some times when you meet people and you guys vibe really well. There's a possibility that you guys like the same things and have so much fun together. But still, they're not friend material for you. I learned this the hard way. There was a time I used to think that I had a great taste in friends. I wasn't the type of person to keep a large circle of friends. I prefer a small circle because it's easier to form real bonds with a few people other than that superficial crap that comes with having a large number of people in your circle. Besides, when you tell a few people a secret and it gets out, you know exactly where to start looking. Anyways, like I said, I always thought I had a great taste in friends. During my middle school days, I had only one friend. His name is Jared and he transferred to my middle school during the middle of the term. Before then, I talked to everyone but wasn't close to anyone. Jared and I first came into contact in detention. I had gotten into trouble when a teacher found out that I was helping students do their assignments for a few bucks. Jared, on the other hand, was there because he fought off some bullies trying to steal his own lunch money. The teacher approached him when he was on top of the bully, smacking the heck out of him. I was there when it happened and I have to say, I was really surprised. Jared looked small and frail. He didn't look like the type of person who would beat someone else twice his size. That was one of the first things that piqued my interest in him. When I got to detention after school, I made sure to sit beside him. The teacher in charge of detention, Mr. Craig, could never stay awake for a full 30 minutes in detention. So after he fell asleep, I initiated a conversation with Jared. I asked him how he was able to take out Mike, that's the name of the bully, and he told me that he had a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I was really surprised at this because Jared was as young as me and he already had a crazy achievement as that. We introduced ourselves and I asked why he transferred to my school in the middle of the term. He explained that his parents got divorced and his mom decided to move. He was staying with his mom so we also had to move. He was supposed to stay in his school till the end of the term but for some reason his mom was in a hurry. She couldn't spend another moment in their former town. She didn't want to tell him what happened exactly and what caused their divorce but he already knew. His dad cheated on her. Jared told me all these on the first day and, to be honest, I think the whole divorce and who cheated on who was a bit oversharing, but I came to understand that he was just a very open person. We talked about a lot of things during detention and I have to say that has to be one of the most interesting detentions I've ever experienced. Not like I've experienced a lot of detentions though. After that day, we became quite close. We had a lot of things in common. 
apart from the fact that we had most of our classes together. Jared had a few other friends who were my friends also, but none of them were as close as me and him. After middle school, we went to chemistry camp together and we were prepared to start high school. We already had this plan for our lives, where we would be best friends in high school, then go to the same college and be best friends there too. It was perfect, until it wasn't. A few days ago when we got back from chemistry camp, I started to notice something strange in my house. My parents weren't at home much. When they got back, it's usually in the company of men in suits who were checking out the house and stuff. They didn't tell me anything, but I knew deep down that something was wrong. Eventually, I asked them what was going on, and they told me that they were selling the house and we were moving. What the actual heck? I protested their decision immediately. I told them that it wasn't fair that they wanted me to uproot my life and just move away like that. My mom told me that they were also uprooting their own lives and I'm not the only one being affected. I don't know if she said that to soothe me or piss me off, but if it was for the latter, it worked really well. I went to my room that day and locked myself in while distracting myself with numerous video games. I didn't even answer the door when mom came to call me for dinner. The next day I went to Jared's place and told him about my parents' plan. He was even more pissed than I am. We both tried to find solutions to the problem, but none were forthcoming. Eventually, we had to accept that I was moving away and the only way we could keep in contact was via phone calls and stuff. A few weeks later, we moved and I lost my best friend. That's not the end of the world, right? Well, it seemed like that to me. I was miles apart from my best friend and I didn't know how I could move on. Anyways, I started the new school as a freshman and I became the loner I was before I met Jared. I even continued my business of helping people do their homework for a few bucks. I got in trouble a few times and ended up in detention. A part of me wished that I'd met someone as cool and smart as Jared in detention, but that didn't happen. Miracles don't happen twice, I guess. I just came up with that. I spent the whole of my freshman year like this. It was really boring. The only solace I took in it was that I could call Jared every day after school. By the end of freshman year, I realized that it was only going to get worse for me, because now I'm going to have to spend the summer holiday alone. I tried to convince my dad to let me spend it in Jared's place, but he wasn't having it. Anyways, during the holidays, I decided to stay at home. I usually went to summer school, but then I was just feeling tired of everything. So I stayed home. I started to spend more time in the basketball court down the street from my house. And for some reason, the game piqued my interest. I picked it up as a new hobby and I began to practice. I couldn't go to the court every day. So I convinced my dad to buy a ball and set up a basket hoop in the driveway. This was how I spent the majority of my summer holiday. Sophomore year started and I was still very interested in basketball. I don't know what it was. Maybe a coping mechanism for missing Jared and having no friends close by, but whatever it was, I didn't really care. There was a basketball court in school and I started to watch the jocks practice. It was very different from watching the basketball legends like Shaq O'Neal or Stephen Curry or Michael Jordan. These guys weren't experts, so I could relate to their moves. Every time they finished practice, I would go to the field and try out some of their moves. As I did that, I started to notice one of the particular jocks always watching me. One day after the practice, I started my own practice, and the jock who had always been staring approached me. He commented that my moves were smooth, but they still needed more refining. I didn't know what he was talking about, till he collected the ball and did a crazy dribble and maneuver before making a shot. He asked if I was planning to try out for the team, and I said no. I didn't like it at the time, 
Because I always thought that the jocks got too much attention and I never liked to be in the spotlight, he said okay and introduced himself as Ryan. He was the shooting guard of the basketball team, and he was really good. He told me that he could see me practice after school a lot, and if I don't mind, he could show me the ropes. I didn't understand why he was being so nice to me. All the other jocks I knew were jerks, and they never looked at me twice, except to make fun of the shots I got wrong. Anyways, the next few weeks, we met up at the basketball court and practiced. I was really good at making shots from odd places, but now... Having an opponent to block my shots added pressure and forced me to become better. I started to play in the street court near my house during my sophomore year summer holiday, and once people saw my skill, they were clamoring for me to be in their team. By this time, Ryan and I had started to hang out more often. At first, it was just basketball, but then it became other things. He was struggling with a lot of academic work, and once or twice back in my freshman year, he had paid me to help with his assignment. So for helping me get better in basketball, I tutored him in schoolwork. We became close friends, and before I knew it, by sophomore year, summer holiday, we were best friends. There were lots of red flags with Ryan and I should have noticed, but I didn't. One was the fact that he went to just about every party and drank way too much, and he had lots of superficial friends, ones I didn't relate well with. He was also something of a womanizer. Anyways, during the summer holiday, Ryan and I were hanging out at the basketball court close to my house, and a very pretty girl walked past. I saw her first and got distracted immediately. When he saw her, he made some really inappropriate comments about her body and I scolded him. He dared me to go talk to her, which I did. I wasn't very good at talking to girls, but I've had a lot of them talk to me in school whenever they needed my help with their assignments and stuff. I introduced myself and asked if I could get her number. She introduced herself as Charlotte and gave me her number. She had just moved to town and was starting her sophomore year. Another thing I should have noticed about Ryan was that when I got Charlotte's number, he wasn't very pleased with it. It was as though he was expecting me to fail. Anyways, Charlotte and I started talking and during the summer holiday we became really close. I tried to introduce her to Ryan on countless occasions, but for some reason, He was always busy during those times. We resumed our third year of school and by this time, I was starting to consider Ryan as my best friend. It wasn't like I had another friend though, I mean Charlotte was more than a friend. I really liked her and I was thinking of asking her out. When I told Ryan about it, he told me not to lose focus on what was important. I had no idea what that meant and when I asked him, all he gave me were bogus excuses and I decided to just let it go. A few weeks after we resumed, I worked up the courage and asked her to go to the movies with me. There, I asked her to be my girlfriend, and surprisingly she said yes. The first person I broke this news to was Ryan, but once again he wasn't very thrilled with it. In fact, he turned it into a big deal, asking me why I would ask her out. It got so serious that we actually got into a heated argument because of it. We didn't talk for a long while after that day and the next time we spoke, it was for an even bigger argument. A few weeks after Charlotte and I started dating, I noticed that she started to pull away from me. I didn't understand why at first, and I thought it was because of the upcoming midterm tests. But even after the tests, she still continued to pull away. She always made sure she was never alone with me, and she declined every time I invited her over to my place. Eventually, I asked her what was going on, and she told me that she knew about my STIs. What the heck? I've never had an STI in my life because, at that point, 
I haven't been intimate with any girl, but no matter what I told her, she didn't believe me. Eventually, she decided that we should break up. Shortly after we broke up, I noticed that she started going out with Ryan. That's when it all became clear to me. The reason why he had always been against me having anything to do with Charlotte was because he liked her. That meant that he was definitely the one that spread the rumor that I had STIs. I confronted him about it, but he didn't even have the decency of denying it. Our argument almost got to blows that day, but I backed down. I knew that if we got into a fist fight, he would win. I was heartbroken for a few days, and all I could think about was getting even with Ryan. He messed with me, and so it's high time I messed with him. It took me some time, but I finally figured out how to do it. During the time I spent with Ryan, I discovered that the one thing he loved more than anything in this world was his spot on the basketball team. This was the reason he asked me the first time we met if I was planning to try out for the team. He wanted to know if I was going to be a threat or not. Well, since he took something from me, I planned to take something from him too. I never stopped practicing basketball, even when Ryan and I stopped talking. I even practiced harder from that day. Tryouts were already over by this time, but I was able to convince the coach to see me play. He agreed. During the next practice, Ryan was beyond shocked to see me there, trying out for his position of shooting guard. He knew I was better than him, and I could see that it scared the heck out of him. I did the tryout and even played against some of the members of the team. By the end of the tryout, the coach was convinced that I belonged on the team. During the next practice, he made Ryan and me play against each other for the position of starter on the team. I beat Ryan, and I started to play in matches while Ryan was relegated to substitute player. That wasn't even the worst thing to happen to Ryan. Remember he had a problem with schoolwork? Well, over the months without me to tutor him or do his assignments, he started to fail his classes. By the end of the junior year, he was asked to leave the basketball team till he can get his grades up. I think the thing that I love the most about this story is in a situation where if Ryan was a little bit more of the star player or a consistent starter for his team at shooting guard, there might have been more arguments from the coaches saying, no, you can't take them out of the sport even though they're failing their classes. But considering OP kicked them to the bench, there was no room to argue for this kid's spot on the basketball team when their grades were plummeting. This ne- One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Next story is, she got what she deserved, I guess. Thursday, 31st of January, 2009, my family and I had just recently moved into a new neighborhood down in Texas. My little sister and I had been feeling giddy about the new neighborhood. 
My dad pulled up in front of our new home, turned back and said to us, We're here, guys. Me, Irene, my sister, Carolyn, my mother, and Richard, my father, came out of the car and went quickly into the house to see where was going to be our new home. We had already spent more than three hours putting things in our new home in order. My dad Richard went to the mall to get a new TV, microwave, and some other gadgets we needed in the house. While my mom and my sister were in the kitchen getting the place set and readying the semi-completed dining table, I went outside to scout my new environment as I waited to see what this new place has to offer. Took a walk down the block until I saw a beautiful young girl, around my age I guess, taking some things out of the garage in her home and walking through the front door. She seemed like she obviously needed some help, so I decided to lend a hand. I walked up to her and said, Hi, I'm Dylan, nice to meet you. Do you need a hand with that? She was surprised to see me as she dropped the brown box that was in her hands. She tucked her hair behind her ears and replied, Uh, hi, nice to meet you, uh, Dylan? I hurriedly took the box from her and said, Where should I drop this? She said to take it in the house as she invited me in. On our way in, she said, My name's Anita, by the way, she said in a low tone. This was the first conversation we had amongst many others, but this was the most significant as it marked the start of our relationship. Later that week, I found out that we were attending the same high school and we were starting the same grade. This was my sign from the universe. We met a few more times before we had started the session at school. Following the passage of time, we became much closer than either of us had thought. You could see we became best of friends, as we did next to everything together. We went to school together, we had the same classes, we came back home together, we hung out after school together, we were thick as thieves. It was a good time. Fast forward a few years ahead, we were just done with middle school and we had already become fresh high school students. Our friendship was still as strong as ever. We had just completed a day as usual in school, and we were already making our usual plans to hang out. This time at a popular gaming arcade, which over time had turned into our usual hangout spot. When we came across a guy I considered then the protagonist of high school, Jason Bornhill. This was my belief because he was obviously good looking for starters. He was the captain of our school's basketball team, which was three times champion of our district. He was two grades ahead of us, Anita and I, and he was also the son of the mayor of our town. He basically had a main character background to me, and to top it all off, he had a very pompous and proud personality. We came across Jason and his gang on our way back home. He passed by us and stopped to talk to Anita. She showed no interest, but he was persistent on talking to her by force, to which she forcefully tried to shrug him off. I intervened and told him to back off, to which for some weird reason, he stared me down at first, then he left with his guys. He had also approached her on multiple occasions, some of which I wasn't present of, which I got wind of, because I was informed by Anita. It got annoying at one point because I felt the persistent pestering was quite uncomfortable and frankly unnecessary. I thought she also felt the same way, up until a few months later, closer to the end of the year actually. I've always had feelings for Anita. The feelings have always been there, but I don't think I've actually accepted such feelings out of fear of ruining our friendship if she were to not feel the same way I did. Fortunately for me, I'd already come to terms with my feelings, but I hadn't quite on time that we had started to grow a bit distant from each other. It all started with Anita canceling our plans to meet up, always leaving me hanging anytime we were having a conversation online, also at one point avoiding me. I didn't notice all of these probably because I was too focused on trying to sort out feelings I had for her that were bottled up. 
By the time I had noticed that we weren't as close as we used to be, I tried to talk to her about us and what was happening. She told me nothing was wrong and that she'd just been really busy and all that. No specific explanation as to why I was avoided and ignored these past months. I had suspected that something was up, but I had no idea why I was being kept in the dark. Word around school soon got out that Anita was dating our high school protagonist, Jason. I don't recall how I felt, but what I do remember was disappointment, heartbroken, and sad amongst other emotions. I could recall she had always been complaining to me about how Jason's daily disturbances had been getting on her nerve lately, and how she had hated the constant pestering. She would always tell me when she got fed up, she would table his disturbance to either her parents or the principal our school because she felt he was harassing her at some point. It was shocking news as I didn't believe initially that it was true. Not until I'd confronted her about the matter and she violently told me off and said some unexpected things to me. She said her dating Jason was none of my business as we were just friends and she regarded me as nothing more than a neighbor and a friend who has no friends and can't seem to make any friends and thus followed her everywhere she went. I felt so embarrassed, mainly because I met her in the hallway to talk privately and she said to speak right there because she had somewhere else to go and she wouldn't want to be late because of me and whatever it is I had to say. And then when I asked her questions about the things I've been hearing about her and Jason around the school, that was when she lashed out and said, what business is it of yours if I'm with Jason right now? It's not like I'm your girl or something and why don't you find some other girl to follow around like a dog? I'm getting sick and tired of you following me wherever I go. Don't you have friends or something? She yelled. The entire hallway, which is usually as busy and as noisy as ever, became as silent and quiet as the school's library. Everyone's eyes were stuck on me like bees to honey. I put my head down in shame as I hurried out through the front door. When I got home that day, I went deep in thought as I began to think about a few things Anita said to me. I felt really bad about myself for the next week. My dad noticed and came into my room one night to talk to me. He gave me the usual dad pep talk and it ended with a hug and a peck on my forehead and he said whenever I needed someone to talk to, I should always come to him. It felt nice because I've never gotten this kind of attention from my dad. I felt better soon after and before long I was back to my usual self. Without Anita there with me every day, my daily life seems empty, but I decided to go out and meet new people as the term had ended and a new one would be starting in a few weeks, which would be after the new years. Anita had not spoken a word to me since that day, not until we met in school, the second week of which we had resumed back to school. We passed by each other dozens of times in school that day, of which I paid her no mind, and then before I got home, she approached me and began apologizing for what she had said. She claimed she didn't mean a word of what she said and that she felt bad for her words and actions. She also said she wished for what we had to continue. I was honestly short of words as I didn't know what to say at the time. I just told her I'd forgiven her and that as for us to go back to being friends, I wasn't sure yet. I asked for her to give me more time to think, and she agreed. I couldn't sleep that night as I still felt pained with the way Anita had treated me, knowing that we'd been friends for quite a long time. I knew deep down that I didn't want her to be my friend at all anymore, so I decided to ignore her and not give a response. It felt like the right thing to do at the time. But when I got back to school the next day, she still approached me and asked if I'd come to a conclusion already. Now I got a bit ticked off. She sounded desperate and at the same time commanding. Like, girl, what do you want from me and who the heck are you to be demanding a friendship you cut off unilaterally? 
At this point, I'd already lost all interest in attempting to convince myself of getting back to being friends with Anita. All that came to my mind was different ways I could get back at her for the humiliation she had caused me during our confrontation and the insults I'd received. By now, I'd thought of one thing and one thing alone, which was to get her back. I told her I was okay with us being friends again, and she hugged me tighter than my mom ever did. I smirked and chuckled a bit before saying to her, It's so nice to have you back. She replied, Me too. I'm glad we're back together. I missed you. I was already setting my plan in motion. The next day, I went around asking people if they knew what had happened between Jason and Anita. I heard from different sources that Jason took Anita to the club, and when they got back to his place, he wanted to get down with her. But she wasn't ready, and he drove her out of his place, telling her that he wasn't ready to be with a girl like her. And then he cut things off with her. I got the general gist of things, even though there were some exaggerated parts of the story, but basically I already knew how I'd set my plan for revenge in motion. I'd already made plans to meet up with Jason to have a one-on-one talk with him, and to most hopefully make a deal with him. I confronted Jason when he was on his way out of a class. It seemed oblivious to me, by the way. Little me confronting a senior of about two years older and in a higher grade than me, but I guess you could say I was determined and I wanted to get her back by all means necessary. When I spoke with Jason, he initially stared me down so bad, I felt so little in front of him, but when he heard all that I had to say, he burst out in laughter and said to me, okay big man, let's see how useful you can be. It was time. I had already told Jason everything I thought he should know about Anita, her personal likes, dislikes, irks, and whatnot, and I told him to play an honest attempt at trying to get her back. I basically told him what to do and how to do it in a way that would get her to come back together with him. He did as I was told, brought her flowers, knelt down to apologize right in the middle of the hallway where the eyes of the whole school were watching, and he apologized, and then she flat out accepted him back on the spot, all still going according to plan. I was obviously not present at the time, but I got wind of the general gist and decided to play the waiting game. A month went by in a breeze, and it was time to even the score. There was a party being thrown at the house of Jason. His parents were out of town for the weekend, so I decided this was the perfect time. I told Jason to make another sexual advance towards Anita, but this time to play it as cool as he can and to not make it seem like he's forcing her. The party was from 9pm till whenever. The time was past 12am already. Jason and Anita made their way silently into the main house and straight up to Jason's room, and I trust Jason played his part wonderfully well because this time, she was ready to get down with him. I just stayed in the corner of the door, and when things got heated, I brought out my mini cam and recorded them from the moment they had started the deed for like 5 minutes, and then I came out, and then as she saw me leave the corner while recording, she hurriedly tried to cover herself up, which would have helped if only Jason wasn't in on it also. So I called in everybody from the party and I left the room immediately. I texted her while I was on my way home that once she had settled things at the party, she should find more ways to explain herself back at home to her parents. When I rang the doorbell, her mom answered the door, hoping it was her daughter. I just showed her the pictures and videos I had while displaying a semi-sad and disappointed face for her mother. Her mother thanked me and told me to head back home and that this would be handled by her father and her personally. That was the last time I saw and spoke to Anita. Thinking back now, I think I could have done better. Yeah, considering what OP did here, I definitely think they could have done better than what they did. 
What they did here was pretty darn foul, especially for the way they felt wronged. I mean, the way that they did them dirty did not deserve the way OP got revenge, let's be clear. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 